0: Welcome to Unsolicited Gems, the podcast where we give you advice on shit you didn't ask for. I am one of your co-hosts, Sierra, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Geranda. What's happening, girl? What's up, world?
1: You know, life,
0: life and love. So this morning, Wednesday, January 25th. Can somebody let us know if Mercury is still in retrograde? Because she
1: missing? That's what we need
0: to know. Both of us have had the morning from hell.
1: <laughs> Listen, y'all, let me just tell you. One, I have thrown my own routine off, but off for probably a good, what has it been, two weeks I haven't been to the gym? Shame on you. And so that just has thrown me all off. But, you know, now I get up, even when I don't get, go to the gym, I still have to be up by 6.15 to get my goddaughter to the bus stop for 6.20 because the bus gets there between 6.20 and 6.30 and by 6.35, they rolling off. This good morning, don't know if I decided to turn off all my alarms last night or maybe I just didn't set them because I have been off the last few days. Who knows? That's neither here nor there. All I know is at 6.45, I woke up and looked at my phone. And, you know, the God Baby had done call me twice, text me three times. And when she sent that last text, y'all, she said, hello. And I was like, girl, did I say hello back? She talking about no. I said, okay, come on, let's go, because I'm going to to go and take you to the school because we already know the bus going to be gone. And anybody who knows me knows that I absolutely hate Hate, loathe driving down Highway 6 in the morning during school traffic. <sighs> so, you know, every time I've ever had to do it, there has always been a wreck. There has been a construction. There has always been something going on to impede me getting her there and getting back home. And, you know, it's just been a lot this morning. I get home. I'm like, okay, it's no point in me laying back down. Might as well start getting ready for work. Remember that I had a whole bunch of stuff for work to do sitting here in my own zone working and then look at the clock and it's 8.38 and I had not even gotten the tiny terror, ready and prepared for school. And she's supposed to be there at 8.30, so tell me,
0: please,
1: is Mercury, is she still on her period?
0: Listen, so my morning started with my tiny terror, woke up with a straight up attitude. I don't know who she was fighting in her sleep, but she was like, I'm not feeling it today I was like, okay, I'm going to let you have your moment. She was satisfied with a pancake on a stick. I was like, great. She was adamant about a pair of shoes that she wanted to wear. I was like, girl, you can wear them shoes, but I also, I need you to get dressed first. Luckily, she didn't fight me on that. But it, when it was time to go and put her coat on, she was like, nah. No. I, uh-uh, I get want somebody else to this. do it. <laughs> get somebody else to do it meanwhile i'm trying to get my son out the house so that he can get to the bus stop mind you the bus it, it's been off since friday of last week so yesterday i tried to call i was on hold for like 15 minutes and at that point i was like i i have to call y'all later so we get to the bus stop this morning bus doesn't show me and my son goes to school across town like in no traffic it takes 20 minutes to get there Mm. this is last year god willing but so then so the original plan was i'm gonna drop them off ethan will get on the bus Mackenzie will go to school and then i'm gonna go to the gym and get my little 30 minutes of cardio in i'm gonna come back to the house make me some coffee maybe have a little snack and sign on to do (laughs) the podcast we should be fine yeah none of that happened the bus didn't come (laughs) finally get hisd on the phone and the lady wants to argue with me about oh we've been having people come to that stop and i was like well either they're really early or they're really late because i've been here on time then she calls the driver oh yeah we didn't have anybody covering that stop no shit, Sherlock what you think i'm just lying like come on so anyway i was like well i'm already gone like i don't have time to wait um, so she was like, okay, can you get him to this other bus stop until we find a regular driver for the next few days at this time? I was like, okay, fine. I can do that. Go to put gas in my car. Cause I'm like 60 miles to empty. Mind you, I got to drive in traffic to get the boy to school. I was like, I don't want to have anxiety about running out of gas on the side of the road because mr barnes would not be happy with me if never go to the gas station the first pump i pull up to there's an error on the screen the second pump i go to i put all my stuff in there so i can get my fuel rewards because you know inflation we got to save a dollar where we can the thing gets stuck on remove your car and i lose my reward points on that one then i drive to the next pump the same card error finally the fourth pump i get there get my business done pay for that hit the road to drop the boy off at school i'm just like <laughs> what is happening today because i like my whole routine is thrown off of today i gotta figure out when i'm gonna go to the gym when i'm gonna <laughs> get my walk in today it's cold, cold. I don't care about where you live, it's (laughs) cold in Houston at 40 degrees today. Right, we are
1: Houstonians. We are not used to this weather. We are used to having two seasons and this (laughs) right here ain't one of them.
0: (laughs) This ain't one of them. So yeah, now we're 30 minutes technically behind schedule, but here we are. Right. And I'm excited to be here. So today we are gonna, Talk about managing relationships at our big ages. Listen,
1: because adulting <laughs> is hard.
0: But adulting. Managing
1: relationships and having a healthy balance with adulting and managing said relationships is even harder.
0: Listen, adulting is zero out of 10. Do not recommend. Can Don't I go get. back to
1: being a freshman in college, getting a college refund check, living there in the world, living my best
0: life? absolute best life my freshman year was was lit it was so i recently started therapy like not even a month ago Mm -hmm. and i told my therapist you know during the intake session i was like you know there hasn't been like One event that has happened that I'm like in crisis, and this is just like preventative maintenance, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she was like, Okay, great. So we run through all of the stuff, and she's like, Oh, we're gonna diagnose you, but you have anxiety. And so I was like, Okay, validate all of the thoughts that I already had. Cool, let's work on the treatment plan for this. And so I realized that my toxic trait, and I Apologies in advance to anybody who is connected to me. My toxic trait is my I don't care is very strong.
1: Oh, listen, y'all. I, I have been her friend
0: for a long
1: time. And the I don't care level is it, it's up there. And don't push her to the limit to where it's already up there. And then it's like, okay, she like, okay, now listen, you got to go. Because you don't really bother the I don't care that I'm in.
0: And this goes for friends, coworkers, family. It's equal opportunity. I don't care. I have enough on my plate. My house is full enough with the four individuals that live here and all the animals and all the stuff that we got going on. I...
1: I think that's why we work so well as friends because we balance each other out in that area. There are times when she has to tell me that I need to say, I don't care. And then there are times when I have to tell her, hey, yo, You need to care a little bit. You might want to care a little bit about this. (laughs) So while that may be her toxic trait, my toxic trait is, which I am heavily working on, me and my therapist, (laughs) is I will take, I empathize too much. I will take on and take on, and Sierra knows, because she has had to stop me in my tracks and say, okay, I get what you're trying to do. I get where you're going with this but let's not let this railroad you so much that it throws you yeah. off your game when it comes to everything else. And so I have been trying to say no and set boundaries and you know, say, okay, I get where you're coming from. I understand that or telling myself that it's okay for me to not get involved or to not allow somebody else's clutter to cloud me yeah. and my judgment because I got enough going
0: on on my own. You have had days where it's just like, somebody calls you or texts you with something and it's like debilitating. You cannot yeah. focus on anything. You can't think of anything else. You can't get work done. Like stuff. it's like- Cause when I care, care, I care. Oh, yes. And I overtly care.
1: And it's crazy because I say this about the 18 year old all the time. I'm like when she loves, she loves and she loves hard. Now I'm not a lover. I am, I have been known as being emotionless, but I do empathize. Like I can understand when people are going through and dealing with stuff just because, you know, I've gone through and dealt with a lot and doing that at, you know, the ages that I was doing those things, I didn't have anybody that empathized with me. I didn't have anybody that, you know, was like, okay. You, do you need to just talk it out? What's going on? Like, yeah. you know, I could call Sierra, but she was nine times out of 10 gonna tell me, hey, you're gonna have to put your big girl panties on on this one and keep it pushing.
0: And I think, and when I was talking with my therapist through this whole, I don't care, toxic trait, <clears throat> it it's, we discovered, or maybe I just articulated that I'm somebody, I hold myself to such an incredibly high standard. And this is deep rooted in a lot of things. Growing up dark skinned, you kind of feel like you got to prove yourself, you prove your worth, right? I was always the big kid. I was the fat friend. I've talked about, I got a whole blog post about that on my on my blog. I'll pick out a blog. <laughs> 30nowwhat.com we on a little hiatus right now but we'll be back soon um but holding myself to this high standard i tend to internalize that with everyone that is connected to me as well so it's almost like if i don't give myself excuses in a particular area i have a very low tolerance for other people making excuses or Having cop-outs in the same situation that I wouldn't react in that way. And I have got to learn to offer but
1: grace. I will, I will say on the other side of that, I think that you do that with the people that you care about and the people that you're connected with, but you don't do it initially. So you allow them that, that grace period of having that excuse. But then when that conversation comes back up again and you telling me the same thing you told me the last <laughs> two times, then you like, okay, you know what? Now, let me go and cut you off right here, right now, because since you said that last month,
0: I she,
1: she will quickly remind me, hey,
0: here's the thing. I always have the thought initially and then I'm like, okay, don't, don't let the black heart come to the front <laughs> right now, just offer a little bit of grace. But yeah, when I get like to the wits, we've had this conversation multiple times. I'm like, "Okay, now look here. I've got plenty of reason to have an excuse. If I can do this, then you, you just got to decide mm-hmm. that you want to do. And it's okay. And if you don't, if you it's, don't. Okay. it's I,
1: okay. That's the thing. That's the problem. People don't get that that you don't have to give me an excuse. You don't have to explain to me your why and why not. If you have made the decision that what I'm a particular thing I'm doing is not what you want to do at this moment, just say that. And that's and okay. I'm not going to judge you or anything. Because I, that,
0: that eliminates the back and forth conversation uh-huh. about me it. That prevents that's what I hate. You having to explain yourself or me having to coddle your feelings or uh, I don't have time for that like I'm not judging you i I love staying in my own lane. There is no traffic over here. what I'm doing my thing i'm I'm good, but what i don't keep telling me you want to do the same thing over six months and you're still in the same place that you were six months ago like then i have I have zero tolerance for that, and then I just withdraw. Because if I say the things that are really on my mind, that could damage damage our relationship, so and I, mean, I don't do that either.
1: I think that, with that being said, that kind of overflows into relationships, whether it's friendships, whether it's family, whether it's spouses, significant others. Like, I think that a lot of times we try so hard to hold on to every single connection that we have yeah, that oftentimes we don't realize that by doing that it's either damaging ourselves or it's damaging that person, but the relationship isn't healthy. And I mean, I said last podcast, you know, I, my thing is, okay, that ain't healthy. And I will say, uh, uh-uh, uh, get somebody else to do it. Cause I ain't doing it. <laughs> and it took me a while to get there, but in, in that also realizing that in relationships as adults, Not every relationship is meant to be continued. Not every relationship is meant to be maintained. I'm a firm believer that people come in your life for seasons and reasons. And it's okay to let go of some of those relationships at times.
0: Agreed. I had a friend of mine who we we were tight for at least 10 years. And it felt like all of a sudden communication was cut off from the other person's end and I could not wrap my head around why that happened I reached out several times you know like what's going on what happened can we talk about it you know what did I I do how can we fix it and then at some point it just came to you know a place of well if you're not making the effort to try to fix this then i'm not going to continue making the effort to try to make this right and that unfortunately this friendship i i guess is over and i think the last message that i sent to her was you know i love you there will always be a place for you in my life whenever you decide to return but or if you decide to return, but at this point, I've done everything that I can do. It's gonna have to be you to reach out if you are wanting to reconcile this. And then of course, mourning the loss of that connection. right? Cause when you're tight with somebody like I was with this person, like we literally talked to each other multiple times a day during the day. At one point we worked together. That's a big gaping hole in your life right when you lose that type of person and then kind of trying to figure out where do we go from here and just being okay with okay this person is no longer part of my my daily life and then you kind of have this little hope of reconciliation at some point
1: yeah i think for me it's again you know with me empathizing so much as I do is having to realize that some sometimes it's okay to back away. Sometimes it's okay to step away because, you know, you may have so much going on that you just don't have the capacity to take on anything more, you know, or, you know, I've had friends that have come and gone. I have had friends that I feel like, you know, okay, at this point in my life, we really needed each other. We, you know, we talked every day. We did this, we did that, da 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 da, things happened. And I've had to step away because it's like, okay, you're a lot to handle. You know, like, dude, like, I know I got 50 million things going on, but you got 100 million. Like, and I just don't have the energy to take on that at this moment. So it's like, I don't love you any less. I just can't do it at this moment. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm not your friend. It doesn't mean that if you need me, I won't, I will, you know, just ignore you. I'm not going to ignore you. I'll be there if you need me. But for my sanity, I have to step away. And I've had to do that with family members. Like, you know, there are times when I have to choose my mental health over yours. And it's crazy because, like, my grandmother would always tell me, shout out to my grandma, I love her to death. But she will always say, well, why would you do that? Or why would you stop talking to them? They're family. And I'm like, okay.
0: Listen, equal opportunity. I don't, if you create chaos in my life or you drain the energy that I need to be the best version of myself for the people, my immediate Mm -hmm. circle, meaning my husband, my children, my closest friends, who I know, have my back. I'd have. I need to have the energy to work and do the things that I need to do for myself. If you are taking away from those things, I'm sorry. I get somebody else to do it because <laughs> no. I'm not the one. Now I'm always open. I'm always open to having a conversation and getting on the same page with what capacity I do have mm-hmm. and giving you my honest thoughts and feedback and opinions, all of that good stuff. But a continual cycle of you just dumping your stuff on me and me having to be counselor and I I can't do it.
1: Are those friends that anytime you have a problem and you go to them, it becomes something about them? Yeah, I hear what you're saying, you know, but you know, I I got such and such going on or, well, those are apples and oranges. Like we weren't even, like you <laughs> asked me how I was doing and I'm trying to give you a, you know, I'm trying to give you a little check to let you know, hey, I'm not doing so great. I got this, that, and the third going on. This is how I'm feeling. But then when you're like, well, that's not bad. I got this, that, and the fifth. What?
0: well okay then this conversation is over thank you for your time goodbye
1: yeah and so i've had to say that and come to terms with being honest and telling people that look like i love you but at this moment in time my mental capacity is fragile like and just to not tip those scales over anymore where i'm not put as my best friend puts it in the place where the walls are soft and the food is jello I can't, I can't do this with you right now. I cannot allow this to be, you know, in my area right now, because what you got going on and what you're doing and how you're making me feel is just not helping what I'm trying to build up in myself.
0: Yeah. And being okay with that. Have you, do you have your soft places to land in friendships where you can genuinely go to somebody with something that's on your heart or something that's bothering you and just be like, either I just want to vent or I seriously have a problem and I want your advice. Have you, do you have one or two people? Cause I feel like if you have more than that, then it's not real. One or two people that you can really call on to get sound advice.
1: I think we just talked about this the other day. Like I have those people, but typically it's for different things. And, you know, it's no shade against anybody, but, like, for me, when it comes to stuff with, that I'm stressing over or that I'm dealing with marital things, there are only a handful of people that I go to, and each of those people are, you you know, they're uniquely in the same situation, but at a different phase in that mm-hmm. situation, that, you know what I'm saying? And then when it comes to other things, like, I have those people that I know that I can go to and be honest and genuine with and, like, not feel like I'm judged, which I think it's the benefit. Like I have like a lot of friends, which it's funny because one of my friends said that yesterday I think was national compliment day or something.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: you know, we have a friend group of high school friends. And so she sent us basically a compliment on each of us. And one of the things she said about me was that she admires how you know, easily I can make friends or basically how, you know, I can, I have that capacity or that ability to do that. And so while I do have a lot of friends or I wouldn't even say friends, I just have a lot of people I know because not everybody is a friend. Right. I only have a small circle of people that I trust intimately and, yeah. it, and like 100% am able to go to, you know, and I'm a firm believer in telling those people Hey, I value you. I value our friendship. I think I just sent you that a few days ago.
0: Yes. <laughs> I, you
1: know, I like there are pivotal things that you have given me and said to me and been there for me through that. I could never I wouldn't be who I am today without that. So I'm fortunate enough to say that I have a handful of friends that I share that with that over the time. We've grown stronger as friends, and you know we've evolved and have been able to accept each other for who we are. You know, and we know that. Listen, if you don't hear from me in three days, within three days, you're sending out a beacon like, "Hey, <laughs> what's going
0: on? <laughs> How you doing over there?" I'm I'll just checking in because I know
1: where you stay. <laughs> and I think that's the part about managing relationships as an adult that we have to learn that, you know, just because you know all these people doesn't mean that you have to tell them everything and share everything with everybody. You got to find, you got to find your group. You got to find your
0: people. Yeah, I definitely have a similar situation where it's like you have those people that you can confide in and not feel like, you're judged or you're bothering them or that you're burdening them with your stuff but i have kind of like different people for different types of situations and that's been so because for me my mom i'm really fortunate that she and i have a really good relationship where she missed a ton of my childhood but when she returned to my life there was not this complex of I'm your mom and you're gonna treat me as such and you're always gonna be a little girl to me, blah, blah, blah. Like we have a real friendship where we respect each other as but we both know our place. Like I'm not ever gonna disrespect her as my mother. Right. And she's always gonna love me like her baby, you know? <clears throat> so I'm really fortunate to have that, but it's some things that you just- You can't tell you your mom. Can't, you just can't talk to mama about. <laughs> no. But there are some like really intimate things that I go to her about and I was like, you're probably the only person that I trust with this. And she will give me really um, sound. But yeah, finding your tribe, I think, is something really important. And if you're somebody who has a ton of people that you know, just be careful. You can't share everything with everybody, even in being Friendly. I am not somebody who makes friends easily, and I like it that way. Because the pressure is getting worse. I don't. I don't. I don't have
1: the. I I found myself to be a pretty decent judge of character, and if my spidey senses start going off with with you within the first fifteen minutes of having a conversation with you, I know that we're just going to keep it right here where it said. It ain't going no further than that.
0: Nowhere. Like nowhere.
1: I'm like, no, the Lord ain't pleased. It's something he, he trying to show me that I need to just go and walk away. This ain't going to happen. That's probably one of the reasons it took me so long to get in a relationship. It took me so long to get married because it's like, yeah, I ain't got to get somebody else to do it in this moment. I'll do it myself. So what you got for me?
0: Let's talk a little bit about managing the marital relationship or Significant other, I'll say, if you've yeah. been a long time. Even term. if you're
1: just dating and, Relationship, you know, yeah. managing that and finding a healthy balance. Because I think a lot of times it's expected that women get in relationships. And when they get in relationships, they get consumed with those relationships. So much so that they kind of allow <clears throat> other relationships to fall by the wayside. I mean, and when I say is expected, I say it's expected because I guess that's what people expect from women. Me, on the other hand, that was not me now. Nah. Listen, I need you to understand that if we set this as date night, this is date night, which means on any given other day, I might have plans with my friends. And I think, you know, being newly married is a different dynamic than what it was when we were dating. You know, it's what a good friend of mine said. You're in that stage where now you're starting to realize, oh, shit, I'm legally responsible for him. <laughs> yeah. You know, so when you're dating, it, everything's cool and fine and dandy. Oh, you want to do that? Go ahead. Wait, yeah. you know what? The other day it was, I think I want a motorcycle. Wait, what?
0: Don't let you them know do the it.
1: rate of accidents that happen to police on, on a motorcycle? You're talking about they talking to you about joining motors. Who doing that? <laughs> and my defense in that is always do we need to call your grandmother? Because I think I remember her saying that you didn't need a motorcycle. Because, you know, if she says it's okay, I'm okay with it. But, you know, managing that responsibility that I feel as a wife for my husband, you know, making sure that, you know, I'm not bombarding him because I had to realize, and like I said, it took one of my good friends telling me, hey, I get you. You're in that phase where you're realizing you're responsible for him. But at the same time, think about it from his perspective. the same things that you're saying, oh, I want you to better in or I want you know this to da 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 are the same things he's been doing since y'all have been together but now because in your head it's like oh i'm 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 responsible for him let's let's get this together Have you made your appointments this year? Have you gone to the eye doctor? what about your physical have you like and you're bombarding him with that. Yeah. And so that's a different dynamic of management than it is, like I said, when you're dating someone and you're when you're dating them, yeah, you, you're hoping that that person is taking care of all those things. But in your mind, you're not responsible for them, you know?
0: Yeah, unfortunately, my toxic trait of not caring definitely spills <laughs> over into my marriage. But in a sense of... <laughs> I care deeply for my husband and his health and well-being. But I also can't get consumed in what you need to be responsible for as your own person and a grown-ass man. Like, those two things... I have children to take care of. We have children to take care of. They cannot do for themselves. But you, adult male, can... (laughs) So while I have to be mindful, not only for myself, but for our children, because I am the default parent, which is something that we could talk about at another time, but I manage all of those things. So I don't have, I don't have it in me to also manage, did you go get your physical this year? Did you go do this? Did you go take care of that? I, I ain't got, now- It may come up in passing. And I ask a question like right now, as we're having this conversation, I'm thinking about when was the last time he went to an eye? Exactly. (laughs) Because you've had those glasses for a couple of years now. We probably need to go get you a new eye exam. But yeah, my, especially with his hobbies. Now you. Geranda knows intimately. How I need a him shed, not a she shed. My Me husband, shed. my I love I Uh-oh, love oh, this man great. so much. I love him. And I want to say that <laughs> I want to make that very clear before I move on with the next part of my statement. I love him a lot. He is my person forever and ever. Amen. But he has a lot of, I would say, unique hobbies and interests. He's a musician, which is one of the things that made me fall in love with him because we both have a great love of music. He also is into reptiles and exotic animals. You would not believe if I just ran down the list of quote-unquote pets that we've had in our homes. He's also very much into aquariums and aquatic life. We have a custom aquarium in our living room that's very large um and i am not an animal lover i'm not cruel to animals but i just i'm like they gonna do their thing over there i rock with humans that's that's just who i am so when i say my toxic trait bubbles over into the i don't care
1: so how do you maintain
0: that like
1: with all the constant interest like, how do you maintain, you know, that relationship with your husband, with him and his love for his hobbies, as you so lovingly put it,
0: and finding a balance, you know? Here's one thing that I will say. it, it One, it's a daily struggle because these are not, these are things that take up square footage in our home. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to ignore ignore them. That's one piece. But the thing that I love the most about my relationship with Michael is that we are fully 100% ourselves with each other and there is no judgment for what we are both into. And my non-judgment of his stuff is I am not into this you do what your heart desires but don't think that i am going to be all in the conversation with these things that are happening but if he's like excited about something he's about to make a purchase about something i will give him my opinion but i will also preface that with babe i don't i don't care whatever this is my opinion but i don't i don't care Do. (laughs) <laughs> do what you want the only thing that i'm going to care about is something that's going to take up more space in the house and i'm like okay now i don't a, a conversation about this
1: we need to come to jesus meeting
0: because yeah. sir bring uh, it in. currently in my office my office because i work from home there is a full stack of snakes of, not aquariums enclosures for snakes in here and their heating elements has risen the temperature in here to be unbearable. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's like zero judgment from either person. You do your thing, what you enjoy, I do my thing, what you what I enjoy. I think that's the balance
1: though, you know what I mean? Like within your relationship with your significant other, it's finding the balance of okay, you may have said things that you enjoy that I don't particularly give two shits about, and vice versa. However, when you're talking about it, I'm going to be like all ears, like, you know, I'm going to give you that avenue so you can feel like you have in me the, the type of partner that's not going to, one, like you said, I'm not going to judge you for what you like and don't like, and two, that you're comfortable coming to me with it and not having to feel like, oh, this is just something I know I enjoy, but I can't talk to her about, you know, like yeah. with Ronald, it's sports. This man could literally watch any sport activity that comes on television. I'm good with football. I can watch football. I can get into it. I know what what's happening. I, You know, I'm good with football. He loves college football. He loves the Dallas Cowboys. Anybody got any comments about it? Don't bring it over here. <laughs> we all Cowboys fans in this house. Don't do it, not today. However, comma, I'm like, okay, dang, football season is over. And now he's watching college basketball, and he's like, "Well, you know, UT's still playing," and yeah. because he's a big UT fan, and I'm like, "Don't try to play me like after college football basketball is over, you're not gonna be watching the NBA." Well, no, because my team sucked. The Spurs, the Spurs are trash. The Rockets are trash. I said, and that's gonna stop you. Win, right? So literally, when he's at home, nine times out of ten, ESPN is on. If it's not on, he's watching something. Like, I want to say one day he was watching, I don't even know what type of sports it was. I just know it was sports. It was some man on the field. It was a small ball. Could have been like (laughs) air hockey or it could have been field hockey or something. I don't know. If it's on and it's competitive, he's watching it. But I have found that in those moments, okay, sir, you can watch that. If we're here and we're spending time and that's what you want to watch while i'm sitting here with you pretending that i'm watching this i am on my phone scrolling i'm usually on tiktok i am usually like you know i got one headphone in my ear because i'm still paying attention because part of maintaining my marriage and my relationship with my significant other is sometimes sitting through things that i don't necessarily enjoy and you know because he enjoys it and I think that, you know, he does the same for me. Like, there's things that I know that I like that he really could care less about, but he supports me in all of that. Like, I remember I was like, oh, you know, one year I said, I want to get back into drawing. I never really took a drawing class or an art class, but I do love to draw, and I'm actually pretty good at it. This man went and found me some adult art classes and brought me, like, a certificate for, like, five classes. So I was able to go and, you know... Work on some skills. So I think, you know, that's important in that. But then what I also think about is while being in those relationships where you're with a significant other, how do you maintain those outside relationships?
0: What do you mean outside relationships? Your friends,
1: your, you know, your family, Mm -hmm. setting those boundaries and maintaining when you're in a relationship, you know, not necessarily married, you know, dating someone seriously or casually or whatever, but still making time to maintain friendships, families, other relationships. I think
0: it's one, I think a healthy relationship, a healthy romantic relationship is one that allows, like, we have our thing together. Mm -hmm. I love and cherish. Michael and I, our our bubble, I mm-hmm. love it. And when we're in it together, it's like nothing else on the outside matters, children included,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because they will leave from here. I mean, way. because you know, if
1: <laughs> you know, if you're a believer, you know, your marriage comes first. Yes, you have to maintain that marriage because if you don't maintain that mar- marriage and you're so busy maintaining your children and keeping everything together, well, what do you have? What foundation do you right. have once those kids are gone? But back to what you were saying. So
0: I think it's really couples who tend to be consumed with each other and don't have anything on the outside to, that becomes very toxic. And you become so codependent on that person that any little thing can kind of rock your world. It is healthy to have a really strong bond with your romantic partner but then also having, because like you said, we we may have some commonalities, but we also have things that bring us joy that we don't have in common. Mm-hmm. And I don't wanna feel, I don't think any, either of those, either of the people that are in the ro- romantic relationship want to feel forced yeah. all the time to have to participate in the things that we don't have in common. And having an outlet, outside of the person that you come home to every day is really healthy so that when agreed. you do come together i can really devote the time and attention that i need to you yeah. because i've kind of worked out this other stuff that i don't want to bring agreed to my home
1: now i may not want i may not bring it into my home in that way but i will constantly and always say that i am that that mean <laughs> i won't tell anybody
0: else Except. Babe, <laughs> let me tell you
1: right listen and don't let him be coming to tell me something that happened at work
0: or about somebody and
1: i'm like what really like like oh yeah
0: literally. michael has the best work stories he is to me one of the funniest people like his oh. wit- is insane he is when i tell you doubled over laughing hearing him talk about his co-workers is the best thing i'm always like these stories so I, tell I me concur. yes i'm like what happened at work today give I me a story i want to know
1: <laughs> when i get my invitation to the barnes house for a night of uh festivities including michael cooking I, i'm quickly like what time i need to be there <laughs> i know michael gonna give me some food and he gonna give me some entertainment Oh, my goodness. But so, I think I agree. Like, I think that you have to have that balance. And I I know people like that. I know people that are so consumed with each other. And it's. I mean, I'd be literally side eyeing because it's weird to me. Yeah. But that's also not something that you can keep up. You know, like right. at at some point in time, somebody's going to crack. And, you know, regardless of the relationship or what, you got to have an outlet. I mean, and even sometime in friendships, you got to like, listen, I know I got some friends that I love dearly, but I just cannot, you know, I check in with you from time to time to make sure you're good. When the Lord puts it on my heart, or you on my mind? I'll shoot you a text and say, hey, just thinking about you, just want to make sure everything's good. But then i also know those same relationships aren't the type of relationships that i can yeah continuously deal with
0: yeah if we my favorite thing is the bubble it really and i think i texted you this a couple of maybe last week or something i was like does it take 15 years of marriage for you to be looking at your person like i'm like literally obsessed with you like come yeah. sit right here don't Sit right here. I need our skin to touch and don't and the skin. Move. It's, it's not only, only important for babies, it's important <laughs> for adults too. <laughs> I have one thousand percent agree. I like, like, get you know, over
1: here. I, I think you know it's healthy to have some type of, you know, love and obsession for your significant other. It becomes unhealthy when it's like one hundred percent all the time you want to spend every waking minute with that person. Yeah. Like I love you, but sometimes I need my space. Like, go upstairs to your room.
0: Please.
1: I'm going to go, like, at one point in time, he was like, I'm like, He's like, where you going? Oh, I'm going to go work from the coffee shop with Sierra. He's like,
0: again? Hey, Ronald, don't be a hater. (laughs) I love you too, boo. And if you want me to come home early, just shoot me a text. I'll be there. Like, you know. Them the best kind of text messages to receive
1: yes so i mean you know like i said adulting is hard relationships are in a healthy balance and you know being able to be well-rounded i think is important in relationships where like you said i can be myself with you i can be honest and open with you whether it's a significant other or a friendship or even just family and i think that in the black community that's so hard with family because you're always told that's family
0: you shouldn't you shouldn't act like that healthy boundaries go for any and everybody i don't mama daddy, sister brother aunts uncles cousins if you take away my peace i i can't do or you're judgmental about i'm not even asking you to agree with all of my decisions or my life but you will respect it. And if you don't, there's no place for you in my life. And I know that sounds really harsh and cutthroat, but I gotta, I gotta run this race myself. And I'm going to do the things that I need to do to make myself and my family happy and good and content. And if you don't agree with the things that I'm doing, that's fine. But also if you're going to be disrespectful to my life and my choices, I'm sorry. There's, There is no place for you. Love you, but from a distance. Mm -hmm. And that's just that, that right there, I will not negotiate. I think that applies to, like you
1: said, all relationships. Like you have to be, you have to be so like set in the things that you will and won't accept. Oh yeah. Because people definitely will run over that. People will definitely try to make you change that, you know, and then you have to realize huh? They will test your gangster. Yes. And then you have to realize that, you know, it's okay that maybe, okay, maybe that's, that's a sign that maybe you and I, we're not meant to be on that level. Because if you can't respect how I feel and the fact that I might need that boundary, you know, it's OK. It's OK. But just know, you yeah. will not be getting the front row seat to the Duranda show. Listen. And, and I'm, I'm OK with that. I'm at a point in my life where I'm OK with that. I am OK with saying, you know what? That's not healthy. You know what? I, I can't do her. I can't do him. That's not going to happen. No, it's OK to set those boundaries. And understand that those boundaries don't mean that I'm trying to hurt you. Yeah. They, I'm protecting myself. Correct. And I don't feel, you know, I don't feel bad that I have to set the boundary. I don't feel bad that I had to it. At the end of the day, I'm one of those people that I will give you enough rope to hang yourself.
0: Oh, yes.
1: And that's what I found in managing, you know, relationships as an adult. That it is okay to walk away.
0: This is where my toxic trait of not caring is actually a positive thing. Agreed. Because <laughs> the cutoff is swift on my side. <laughs> karate, karate chop that thing. Oh, that you show me who you are? Oh, okay. Bitch. I, and that's crazy Men's because promote. I
1: always tell Amari, I'm like,
0: when people show you who they are,
1: mm-hmm. believe, believe them the first them. time. Cause they will try to come and backpedal and say, oh, I didn't mean that. That wasn't how I intended it. That's not who I am. But then if you give them another chance, they, they do the same thing it. again. Yep. Like, what what's that saying? Fool me once? Shame on you. Fool, fool me,
0: me twice. Fine. Shame on me.
1: Shame on me. See, listen, I had a friend who used to say it like this, fool me once, shame on shame on you. Me twice now, you're not gonna fool me twice, it's not gonna happen because you're not gonna get a second <laughs> chance to do it. That's right. So, sometimes you have to be able to set those boundaries to have those healthy relationships and
0: stop giving people chance after chance to do you wrong. Yeah, that's enough. Like, learn what is it? Learn when to hold them and when to fold them. Mm-hmm. Get, get it up, get it up out of here because if somebody is causing you unnecessary stress, they don't pay your bills, they don't live in your house. Listen, they have unloaded that off on you and are sleeping peacefully in their bed. Hey, like, in like, you know,
1: they're stressing and trying to figure things out. like that And they is, are
0: living their best life. That
1: has literally been my lesson for the month of January. Like, why, why are you stressing and worried? When I'm sure homeboy, homegirl over here, mm-mm, they ain't worried about it. They ain't concerned about it. They said what they needed to say and they kept it moving and you ain't heard yes. a thing from them. But you over here all bent out of shape, feeling some type of way, carrying this stress and this, like, this grief and why? What is that adding to your life? What for value? like, that's, that's my moral for maintaining relationships. What you have to ask yourself is, is this relationship adding to or taking away from? yeah and if they are constantly taking away you can't keep pouring from an empty cup
0: amen moral of the story is love on those who love you back and be comfortable setting healthy boundaries for yourself it's not because you love somebody any less but like you are draining me or you keep you keep making the same mistakes over and over again. And I don't have the capacity anymore to be your.
1: Listen, I can talk to you about everything else, but this particular subject right here, we're not going into that again, because I have told you the same time, the the same thing, the last three times that you have asked me about it. So that subject is off limits for us. You're going to have to get somebody else to do it.
0: And if, this person if you tell them that and they feel some type of way about it that is a very good indicator that maybe the maybe this is the beginning of the end Mm -hmm. if they can't handle you setting a healthy boundary for yourself you got to make that mental note to say okay something may be happening here with this relationship and preparing yourself for not being in relationship with that person much longer, or the dynamic of your relationship with that person changing significantly.
1: Agreed. Agreed. And ultimately, you know, Sierra started this podcast off saying that, you know, she unveiled a lot of this when talking to her therapist. I mentioned seeing a therapist. Listen, it is okay, it is healthy to have an outlet and to get some, you know, I think that us, like, it's such a big stigma on getting mental health because, oh, well, you said the therapist. You must be crazy. No. We deal with a lot and we take on a lot as a culture. And a lot of that is embedded in us from, you know, how we grew up, the things we saw, and, you know, just life. It is okay to, you know, find you someone that you can confide in that may be a professional that can help you navigate through those things. Right. Because a lot of times, maybe those relationships, maybe, you know, what you were doing or the things that keep happening or you keep seeing over and over in different relationships, maybe it ain't them. Maybe it's you. And maybe that's why you struggle with maintaining them because you don't know how to navigate through life and maintaining those relationships.
0: Listen, I think of therapy as like a preventative maintenance the same way you go see your you go see your doctor for your physical every year if you're a female you go see your OB your gynecologist rather for your well woman checkup. Mm-hmm. therapy is preventative maintenance this Agreed. is somebody you can go to that's going to hold all of your deep dark secrets and confidence and will also equip you with the tools to be able to navigate things that you struggle with in your yep. life because. I do, while I do love my tribe and y'all give me great advice, I can confide in you. There are some things that nobody is going to be able to give you the right advice for, for you to be able to navigate this relationship, especially if it's a reoccurring Mm -hmm. one that people who have personal connections to you, there's going to be blind spots, but having someone who is unbiased. And has the tools to equip you to navigate these situations. You have no idea how beneficial that will be. And knowing that this person is going to hold—they don't know you personally, right—and they're going to hold all of your stuff and confidence. I think is a very freeing and give you the tools that you
1: need too. Because, I, like I said, I think a lot of times, and what I learned in therapy, you know, is a lot of the stuff. That i was doing and like i'm like i can change that but then no i really wasn't changing it it was things that were embedded in me and the ways that i was i had made a habit out of because i was so used to handling things this way i was so accustomed to doing things this way or i had to do this when i was this age and so it became the norm for me and it's like unraveling all that helps you to maintain those relationships because it's like now you understand the why behind the what, right? You know, a lot of times I think that we get so stuck on doing things and seeing things, you know, the way we see them, and you know, in our head it's normal. And so when somebody else is doing it different, we looking at them like, no, nah, <laughs> that's weird. When in actuality, <laughs> what we're doing is probably what's right, weird, right? And they might be doing what's normal. <laughs> so no, I, I I would say it's very it's definitely beneficial.
0: I would encourage every person listening to this podcast, if you don't have a therapist already to find one and don't think of it as you need to be in some type of crisis to seek you know, out therapy, preventative maintenance. I'm, I feel like I'm a pretty self-aware person, but being able to check in with myself is really helpful. And I would encourage if you think therapy is expensive, if you have insurance, check with your insurance to see if there is that you can find, like I can see my therapist for $35. I don't have to pay 150, $160. I just have to go to an in-network there. And I found a black woman who were kind of close in age. I love her. We have very similar, you know, perspectives on life and I really enjoy talking to her. So, there are options out there for you. I think there's a, another company called BetterHelp, where you can see a therapist virtually. There's another I mean, typically one I if you her. go
1: to your insurance website, they have resources yeah. on there. You can search for a therapist, but there's also resources that, you know, you can look at that says, hey, I want to do virtual, like my therapist, right. we're virtual, we do Zoom calls. Like, But, you know, there are actual ones that you can go in the office in, but We have to remove that stigma that just because you need to see a therapist or you're in therapy that there's something wrong.
0: Right. Awesome. This is such a good conversation. And now we have to go to our day jobs, believe it or not. Listen, I have quite
1: a few meetings the rest of the day. The one that I had this morning got pushed back a little bit, which allowed me to do this. And I was pretty excited about that. But, you know,
0: well, today is Work Well Wednesday at my company, which is supposed to be few meetings. You work on passion projects and like get deep work and done. So I don't have a ton of a, a ton of meetings today. I think I have maybe one 30 minute call, but I have the freedom to kind of structure my own day today. So I decided to spend it with you, my friend. I'm so excited that you did.
1: First <laughs> than the rest of the 10 people
0: that's listening. Yeah. To the 10 people (laughs) we, we are actually it was 20. I looked at the analytics. Look at the one 20.
1: We appreciate it. You know,
0: again, you can
1: find us on Instagram at unsolicited gyms. Shoot us a quick message. Anything that you might want to hear us talk about any suggestions, comments, feedback. Yeah. I know I said last podcast that we would post more to there, which obviously we have not, but. We're gonna work on very soon getting a little bio on there for the both of us.
0: Hey, and it's just it's just the two of us. We do not have a production team. It's just thing one and thing two here. So allow us some grace. Now y'all done heard all the stuff that we dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Give us some grace. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys for listening in. We really appreciate your time and you spending it with us. And until the next episode, peace out.